Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house to worship, 
to receive from him, to be served by him through word and sacrament, those wonderful means of grace that he has planned and prepared for us. Let's stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Uh, Members, if you see someone that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Chain, your announcer for the 26th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and the acolytes are Lisa Vaught and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistadt.com. Radio broadcast for today right, is sponsored by members of St. John's Lutheran Church, today. Stones Prairie, at Purdy, First of all, Missouri, and dedicated that, uh, to the glory of God. have not been yet made aware, one of our shut-ins, our seasoned saints, Erna Shane, has passed away. She passed away yesterday. Uh, her funeral is this coming Tuesday here at church at 11 a.m. Uh, with a luncheon to follow after that in the Fellowship Hall. Visitation is from 6 to 8 p.m. on Friday on Monday at Buchanan. And so, that, again, her, her funeral is 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Visitation is the day before, the night before, 6 to 8 p.m. at Buchanan and Funeral Home in Monette. It's time to order portals of prayer and the Lutheran witness. If you do so, please find us in the church office to do that. Thanksgiving service will be at 10 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. <clears throat> The ladies' aid on that day as well will have a food in gathering uh, for families in our community who are in need of food assistance. Please check your parish caller for information if you are in need of a ride to and from a doctor appointment or are in need to pick up a prescription. We have some folks who have graciously volunteered their time to be able to assist you. 
Uh, if you are not receiving messages from the phone tree, please, please contact the church office so that we can make sure that we have the correct number for you. In just about every instance uh, that we have had that somebody wasn't receiving the phone tree, it, w- it was because we had an incorrect number. So we want to make sure that those are correct. And then finally, the church office will be closed both Thursday and Friday of this week. That's all of the, uh, that's all of the announcements that we have. Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day, this day that you have made. Lord, we thank you that each of us are called here not by accident or by chance, but Lord, because it is your gospel that has called each and every one of us here today. And so, Lord, we pray that as we are served by you through word and sacrament, that as we return, Lord, give to you our thanks, Lord, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Mount Zion, be glad. Walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers. Consider well her ramparts, go through her citadels. That you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God, forever and ever. He will guide us forever. Glory be to the the Father, Father, and and to the the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The one who endures to the end will be saved. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, by your bountiful goodness, release us from the bonds of sin which by reason of our weakness we have brought upon ourselves, that we may stand firm until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time shall arise Michael, a great prince who has charge over your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. But those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above. And those who turn many to righteousness shall be like stars forever and ever. This is the word of our Lord. 
These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Thank you very much, Ringers. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time also to bring up your Mighty Mites, which is your offering as well.
right, all of you can turn around and face me. How are we today? Good. What holiday is coming up? Just say it. <laughs> okay, I should have been more specific. Uh, Christmas is, in fact, coming up. Um, what holiday is coming up this week? Say it. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, okay. Do you guys know what the word prepare means? Who knows what the word prepare means, Harper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so get something ready. Good, okay. So in that context, how do we get ready? How do we prepare for Thanksgiving? What are some of the things that you do? Yes. Start buying turkey. Good. Keenan? Cooking food. Okay, what else? Set the table. Okay. What else? Invite your friends and family over. What else? Get dressed? Yeah, all of those, of those things, okay? That's how you get prepared for Thanksgiving. What are some other things that you might get prepared for? If you have a test at school, what do you have to do to get ready, ready for it? Study, okay? Um, if you have to, uh, oh, I don't know, if you have to clean your room, what do you have to do to prepare to get ready to clean your room? Plan, plan when to do it, yeah? Okay, all right. There are lots of things in our life that we <clears throat> are called upon to prepare for, whether it's a special holiday, whether it's doing chores, whether it's no matter what it is, okay? Well, today in our gospel text, Jesus is going to be talking about preparing for something, specifically preparing for a special day. And that special day is oftentimes called the last day, or the day on which Jesus comes back, the dead are raised back to life, okay? And those of us who are believers in him, those who have trusted in his promises, will go with him into heaven, okay? And what he's going to be talking about is, is how we can prepare for. And the way that he says to prepare is to watch, okay? Watch and be ready. Raise your hand if you know when Jesus is coming back. You do and, and, and you do? Okay, well, let me know afterwards, okay, because I, because I want to be ready, okay? Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows when Jesus is going to come back, and so he tells us. He tells us to watch and be ready and be prepared because we don't know when the day is, we don't know when the hour is that that is going to happen, okay? And so I want you to be listening in the message today about how we can be ready and how we can be prepared. Will you put your hands together and pray with me, please? Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please help me to be ready and prepared for your coming. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Today's epistle lesson comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 11 through 25. Every priest stands daily at his service, 
offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. By a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, This is the covenant which I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them down on their minds. And then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. When there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as, the habit, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flax of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is taken from the gospel lesson that was just read. You'll want to have that in front of you because we'll be referring to it as we go along here this morning. Next Sunday is the last Sunday of the church here, and then of course we begin with Advent. And so the context of the hymns and the scripture lessons that you have sung and uh, heard so far and will sing and hear about next week all have that same kind of theme, that Jesus is returning, that his return is imminent, and we do not know the day or the hour for when that, day, for when that time will come, so he tells us to be prepared. And it got me to thinking about all of the different ways and all of the, of the different things that we as people prepare for. Of course, as I mentioned to the kids just a moment ago, we prepare for Thanksgiving. We get our food ready. We go to the store. I have tried shopping on, on Thanksgiving Day. Don't do that because you probably won't get what you need. I've tried it and it doesn't always work. But so you go, and you invite your friends and your family over, you get your house ready, you do all of these things in order to get prepared. If you are an athlete and you have a game that you have to prepare for, there is certainly years and years of training that has led up to this point, but there are also different things that you need to do. You'll need to look at the scouting report and see kind of what the tendencies of the other team are. You'll need to know what your best attributes are, and all of those things in order to prepare to play your best game. You might prepare for a big meeting that you have at work, and you you go through all of the different things, and you have your notes there in front of you so that you are prepared, especially if you are the one who might be asked certain questions, you want to be prepared for what those are. Of course, we want to be able to, to prepare for our future as well. Many of us have things like 401k accounts, we have retirement plans, we, we try to do everything that we, that we can possible so that we are well prepared both financially and otherwise for whatever the future might bring. We also want, for those of us who have kids, we want our kids to be prepared for success and so we do everything that we can in our raising of them to make sure that when they go out from the nest, that they are as well prepared as we can possibly make them. And so the question for this morning, as we do all of these different things to prepare for lots and lots of different reasons, but what are we doing today and every day to prepare for the Lord's day, to prepare for when He comes? Because He is coming. And for those who do not believe that he is coming, they are in well for quite a surprise. The old song goes, one of the songs that I learned in Sunday school, it says, give me oil in my lamp. Give me oil in my lamp, keep it burning, burning, burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Sorry, I can't say that without singing it. Sorry. Give me oil in my lamp, keep it burning, burning, burning. Keep it burning to the break of day. Okay, so Give me oil in my lamp. Well, the question is, what is that oil? And once we have discovered what the oil is, how do we keep the oil full? Two 
questions that our text this morning helps us to not only answer, uh, but also get to the bottom of. Number one, what are the things that will make us run out of oil in this life, on this side of eternity? What are those things? And number two, what are the things that keep that keeps our oil full? Please look at your text this morning. From Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells a parable, a story, about the last day. Verses 1 through 13. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Some context here is important. Unlike today, where the dad of the bride is the one that shells out all of the, all, all of the cash to get the wedding paid for and ready, in Jesus' day, it was the groom that did that. It was the groom's responsibility to make sure that the guests were invited. It was the groom's responsibility to pay for it. It was the groom's responsibility to make sure that everything was ready to go. And so in this text, in this parable, Jesus is talking about this bridegroom that is about ready to meet his bride and is about to walk into the marriage feast in order to marry her, in order to celebrate with her and to be with her. And what you have are you have ten virgins. Those, are, those could really sort of be called ushers. Okay? You have ten ushers. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. The wise ones, of course, brought extra oil for their lamps. The foolish ones only brought enough oil for when they thought, when they expected, that the bridegroom would return. And so weddings, and so since there were no street lights at this time, they had to have lamps and they had to keep their lamps burning so that they could see to go in to the marriage feast. Well, the five who were wise were prepared because they had extra oil. Why? Because, as it says uh, in verse 5, that the bridegroom was delayed. The bridegroom did not come when the others expected that he would come, not according to their timing. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. And so they fall asleep, they become drowsy, and they fall asleep, and then they are not ready for the bridegroom's return. And so somebody cries out, the bridegroom is coming, and their lamps are completely out, and they have no oil left. And so what happens? Well, the, uh, the five, they ask the five, the five wives, I'm sorry, the five wise, and they say, hey, give us some of your oil so that we can be ready. And they said, well, if we give you some of our oil, we're not going to have enough to get into the marriage feast. And, and they say, well, why don't you go into the market and try to find some more oil for which to buy? And sure enough, when they are gone, the bridegroom comes. And the bridegroom is not waiting. He wants to marry his bride. He wants to celebrate with his bride. The bridegroom waits for no one. And so he takes the five who were wise, the five who have lamps so they can see, 
They go into the marriage feast and the door is shut. And nobody else is allowed in. Why? Because it's the bridegroom's party. He gets to say who, get, who, get, who gets to come. He gets to say who doesn't get to come. And the five foolish, they come back from the market, their lamps are ready, and say, we're, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. And the bridegroom says, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. And they are shut out for eternity from the wedding feast. And so the question becomes, again, how do we keep our oil full? In order to answer that question, let's look at, now I, I came up with seven, and I'm sure that there are many more. I came up with seven different things that will make us, or at least keep us, from having our lamps full. Number one, the difficult moments in life that make us question God. Satan will use those difficult moments. Satan has no shame. He is evil. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about how you are feeling. And so when you are feeling low, when you are going through a really depressing time, no matter what type of a situation that that is, he will just pile it on and he will make you question God's authority in your life. He will distract you. By doing that, he will distract you from his promises. Number two, things that take precedent over worship and devotion in his word. This is different for all of us. So I want you to think about all of those different things and all of those different activities or whatever it is that you are involved in that keep you from your devotion to his word and coming to worship. The third thing, the third thing that makes us run out of oil, a sin that has entangled us and we can't seem to break through. Again, that is different for everyone. Whatever that sin is that you just can't seem to break free of, it is, it is chaining you down in your sin. And it is keeping you from keeping your lamp full of oil. Number four. <laughs> Becoming wrapped up in politics. Yeah. Remember the sermon that we had about, I don't know, two or three months ago, four months ago? The Pharisees go up to Jesus and they give him a coin and they say, whose inscription is on this coin? Is it lawful, Jesus, to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And do you remember Jesus' non-answer? Give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's. God is in control, folks. Always has been, always will be. So there's no reason for us to get too wrapped up in it, too wrapped up in the outside things like politics. Number five, hanging on to grudges and refusing to forgive. There is a difference between still being hurt, 
which I know that a, that a lot of us are for various reasons from different people. There's a difference between still being hurt and not forgiving them. Big difference. If you haven't forgiven them, no matter who that person is, do it. Forgive them. Because you wouldn't like it either if Jesus withheld forgiveness from you. That's what his word says. Get rid of the grudges and forgive. Number six, covetousness. Wanting things that aren't ours. Again, those Examples are different for everyone. And number seven, which is really poignant with our text for today, thinking that your timing is more important than God's. Thinking that your timing is more important than God's timing. I give you two examples. God came to Abraham and Sarah, and he promised them that even in their old age, that Sarah would have a child. And of course, Sarah just laughs and says, that's not possible. Guess what happened 25 years later? She got pregnant, and she had a child. Do you think that Abraham and Sarah really wanted to wait 25 years to have a kid? No, of course not. But the timing was not theirs. It was God's. And God's timing is always perfect. I'll give you one more example. Eve, we've talked about this in a sermon before. The correct translation of Eve's excitement when she gives birth to Cain is not, praise God, I have given birth to a man. No, it should actually be, praise God, I have given birth to a man, the Savior. She thought that she had given birth to the Messiah, She thought that the waiting to go back into Eden was over. But of course, it wasn't. Instead instead of giving birth to the Messiah, she gave birth to the first killer. Thinking that our timing is more important than God's. And how many of us, I guess you could call this number eight, and how many of us go to church and read the Word only when we're empty. Only when we feel like we have no other choice, so I guess I had better go to church so that I can get on God's good side. So, question two, what keeps our oil full? What keeps us prepared? Well, Hebrews gives us several different examples. Look at Hebrews with me, please. Hebrews 10, starting at verse 21. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, here's several things. Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with hearts that are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. 
25, not neglecting to meet together. Church, as, as, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. He gives us, the, the writer to the Hebrews gives us a whole list there. <clears throat> and I'll give you one more, the most important one. You need look, if you want to know how you can be prepared for the Lord's coming, look no further than his third commandment. Do you remember? Gabby, what's the third commandment? Remember? Remember the... Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? And I won't ask you to do that on the spot. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and His Word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. The best way that you and I can prepare for the Lord's coming is to continually be in worship. Why? What does worship matter? Because in worship we hear His Word. Because in worship we receive His sacraments. Because in worship, as the writer to the Hebrews said, we meet together. We recite our faith in the creeds together, that we can all hear that, yeah, this is what we believe. This is the truth. And we don't, we don't have church every single day, but between Sunday and Sunday, if you don't own a Bible, come find me. I'll get you one. I got lots of them. Open your Bible. Not just with yourself, but with your family. This is how you prepare for the Lord's coming. These are the ways for which he has given us to prepare. We call them the means of grace. God's word and his sacraments given here in worship, given here in his word. That is what keeps our oil full. That is what helps us to be prepared We do a really good job of preparing for things like Thanksgiving and a big meeting and a game and preparing for our futures. God has called us to be prepared for the most important thing, which is His second coming. The law is whenever Jesus tells us to do something. In this case, from Matthew 25, the law is in that last verse. Watch. Watch and be ready. The gospel is this. The gospel is what Jesus has done and continues to do for us. In this case, Jesus says, through my spirit, I will fill your lamps with oil. The oil that I won for you on the cross. Forgiveness of sins, grace, given through my word which you hear, my grace and, for, and forgiveness given through my sacraments which you receive, my grace and forgiveness that is the only thing needed to keep our lamps burning. I close with one last story. Many of you know the account of Mary and Martha. And when Jesus comes to visit, 
Martha rushes off and she's getting all of this stuff ready and she's getting the, 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 the food ready and the drinks ready. She's getting all of this stuff ready. And her sister Mary does what? She goes and sits at Jesus' feet. And Martha comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, don't you care that she's not doing anything? She's a lazy bone. She's not doing a single thing. And Jesus' response to her absolutely helps us interpret this text. Martha, Martha, your sister Mary is doing the one thing needful to sit at my feet. At the feet of Jesus are our lamps full. At the feet of Jesus do we receive grace and forgiveness. At the feet of Jesus do our lamps keep burning, burning, burning. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. And so we now do one of those things that we do to prepare ourselves for the Lord's coming each and every Sunday. We recite together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again, dead, descended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings in the pew that you are seated in. Uh, is a red signing book. Whether you are a member or a guest, please sign that book and um, uh, pass, it, pass it along to those in your pew, those who receive it on the windows. Please send it back to the aisles so that they can uh, tear off the top sheet. Also, there is one announcement that I need to make with regards to the communion hymns. Uh, there is a glitch uh, with this particular document, and we will get that fixed. The last, two dis- uh, the last two distribution hymns, My faith looks up to thee, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, back up, sorry, all of them. Um, the hymn numbers are not correct. If you look right here, the hymns will start with 761, Okay, and go to 821. This one here is the last hymn. Okay, that number is correct in your bulletin. My faith looks up to thee is number 702. If you want to write that down there. And the Lord's my shepherd I'll not want is number 710. So again, my faith looks up to thee 702. The Lord's my shepherd I'll not want, number 710. We collect our tithes and offerings.
These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the North X. Several ladies' Bible studies meets during the week in surrounding areas for more information. Call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, once and for all, guest speaker Rev. Dr. Antoni Cook. He shares God's message of forgiveness. In Jesus, our great high priest, we have found the perfect and premature solution to all our separation and sins. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. A few folks that we want to remember in our prayers this morning. Uh, first of all, a correction on anniversaries. The Towers' anniversary is not 62 years of marriage, but 68 years of marriage. And so we wanted to make sure that we corrected that. Uh, for those on, on our health list, for the family of Erna Shane, who passed away into her heavenly home, <clears throat> for Melvin McCord, Landreth Worm, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Fellwalk, Lauren Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Decoff, Elmer Kaiser, Teresa Nelson, 
Arlene Stevenson, Dorothy Ostolo, and Bob Curdy, who I receive word today will be coming home today, and we give thanks to God for that. Also for Louise Hennessy, who will celebrate 87 years of life on November the 19th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, there is so much in this world, both from outside of us and inside of us, that causes our oil, our readiness for your return to be empty. Help us by your Spirit to keep the lamps of our faith burning brightly from the oil of your precious word, from our worship together and your sacraments. Because, Lord, it is in this oil that we find the passageway to the eternal wedding feast in heaven. Belief in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, for the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy. We pray, Lord, that you would support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy, For all public servants and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. For all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially all those in our health list, and for all that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, also for the family of Erna, Lord, we thank you that she is now with you in her heavenly home, and we pray that you would wrap your loving arms around her family during this time. We humbly pray, Lord, that you would heal them and each, each of our loved ones, Lord, in every way. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy for all with birthdays, especially for Louise. May she feel assured and ready for the year ahead knowing that you have ordered her steps. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you for all with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. For the towers, Lord, for 68 years of marriage, we thank you and we pray that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we pray for grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord 
who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <clears throat> thy kingdom come, thy will be done <clears throat> on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. <clears throat> Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. <clears throat> in the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We'll give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
I do have two announcements that I failed to uh, mention in our opening announcements. The first is that there is no Braille uh, this week. And the second is that uh, our Friends in Christ group, which is a uh, um, group of folks here at our church that meet for fellowship and devotion, in which anybody is invited to, uh, is having their Christmas party December 8th at the home of Bruce and Lenora Slutton. Uh, what is the starting time on that, Susan? At 7, okay, on December the 8th, there is a, a, a white elephant gift exchange of between 5 and $10 if you wish to participate for that. Uh, if you have any questions, please see Susan or Bruce and Lenora for, uh, for those answers. Also, Thanksgiving uh, Day worship is this coming Thursday, uh, sorry, um, at 10 a.m. And so I pray that you all have a very blessed week, and I look forward to seeing everybody Thursday at 10. Also, sorry, um, Ernest Shane's funeral again here Tuesday at 11 with a luncheon to follow. Visitation is tomorrow night from 6 to 8 p.m. at Buchanan uh, Funeral Home in Monette. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Chang. 